Good morning. What's up, everybody? We're back. Welcome to another episode of Avoiding the Puddle. My name is Eris, and I am here once again with Mikey Mike. What's up, Mike? What's up, Eris? How you been, man? Uh, all right, just living life, man. Yeah, no shit. Um, it's been about a. It's been a while. There, ha- it's kind of been slow for Tekken news lately, and uh, we've both been extremely busy. But uh, we've got a lot of shit to talk about now because. It seems like when it rains, it pours. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely so, um, does. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so obviously, uh, there is a location test going on both in Japan and Korea, right? Um, I believe so. Yeah, yeah but and, Korea is releasing videos up the ass. Yeah, so. big thanks to LD Maxi because that guy is like the gateway to like I know all this entertaining and like informative footage from. The location test over there for Tag 2. And it's also really cool because the people there that are playing are actually, like, legitimate Tekken players. They're not mm. just, like, randoms that go to, like, AOU and they just sit down and they're like, oh, this is cool, let me play it. So yeah. it's it's really cool. There's hours and hours of footage to watch and stuff. <clears throat> yeah, it's so, been my entertainment for the past two nights. So. I know. It's crazy. I feel like I haven't gotten shit done the last two days. But, <laughs> yeah. Before we get to that, uh, there is one thing I wanted to talk about, and uh, later on, first of all, later on in the episode, uh, we're gonna have Bloodhawk from New York, and they got uh, some new stuff going on. They got like a Gosu New York uh, stream that they're running, which I really like, and uh, so I thought I'd have him on the the podcast to talk a little bit. He does some commentary for that, and so we're gonna talk about that later. But before we get to that, one issue that I wanted to bring up that concerns me. Before we get into all the tech and tag related stuff, is um, you know about a month ago or so, Mortal Kombat was released, and you know I, I'm relatively interested in it, especially right now because I didn't really take to Marvel three, and you know it's been a while, it's going to be a while for tag two, so I want something to play, and I've been playing that game, and an issue that is kind of it's growing in the back of my mind as far as that game is concerned is. They keep saying how they're going to patch the game, and the game's going to be patched and all this stuff, and um, the problem is that as much as I've been kind of begging for games to be patched all these years, and I know you have too, Mike, uh, especially when it comes to practice mode in Tekken 6, (laughs) but um, now that that. they finally (laughs) said that they're going to patch these games, the problem I have with it, and this is kind of something I never anticipated would happen, is... NetherRealm Studios is probably relying on a select key group of players to kind of tell them what needs to be fixed, what needs to be patched. And unfortunately, they these key players are most likely biased. Even if they are not biased, they are human beings. And these players are going to... They're allowed to enter in tournaments, and that is the major yeah. problem. I mean, what <laughs> I mean, are your thoughts on that, Mike? 
I mean, we kind of have the same thing going for Tekken. We have, like, top players, you know, like, old-school players, old-school top players that don't play in tournaments anymore in Japan that do a lot of the balance changes for Tekken. Right. Like, uh, Mishima Star being, like, the main one that everybody knows about. Um, but Namco specifically says that he can't play in tournaments, so... You know, even if he is biased, it's only going to be for the better of the game instead of, you know, it's like, oh, I want this character to have this little change just so I could abuse this against in this matchup or something like that, you know? Right, absolutely. And, you know, that is an excellent point, and that is the reason why I wanted to bring it up. If you are going to have a balanced team that is uh, kind of functioning based on the opinions of great players, then you have to contract these players and hire them on as employees, and in the contract say, okay, you're an employee, but you are not allowed to compete in this game. Because it just simply is not fair. Um, yeah. And, it, you know, that's not to say that the people that are balancing Mortal Kombat are not doing a good job, but just the fact that they may be biased is enough for a player like myself to just feel uneasy about that game. Yeah, because, like, who knows? What about, like, day before Evo, they balance it just for in favor of that player, so they I could mean, go it's just, win. Exactly. It's just, not, it's just not ethical, I think. And, you know, it's funny, someone like me talking about ethics. Like, I have, like, no fucking ethics whatsoever. But <laughs> when it comes to fighting games, I got a few uh, ethical boundaries. And I just feel like, you know, the, it's really cool that Mishima Star is part of the development team, and he... It's his job, so he's doing his job and making money, but secondarily, he's a Tekken fan, and he loves Tekken. So he's kind of like sacrificing his ability to play for the greater good of the game. Mm -hmm. And that really, uh, I respect that a lot, and I feel like Tekken, uh, I'm sorry, Namco really does a great job in that regard. And um, though they don't do a great job when it comes to practice mode, (laughs) they do do a great job when it comes to balance. And um, the two most balanced games ever, in my opinion, are Soul Calibur 2 and Tekken 6. Two most balanced fighting games, in my opinion. And they're both Namco games. So, you know, they're doing something right. I mean, uh, as far as uh, balanced games go, you have any others that you feel rival those? Um, hmm, I don't know. I guess I haven't really gotten too far into the high end of things in other games to really have a you know fair opinion about that you know it's like i could say like marvel's balance but um, i would only be saying that because everyone could do crazy combos and stuff like that but you know in the end it's like beautiful joe's probably or like thor or something like that it's like probably not gonna be comparable to like level three x-factor wesker or something, so <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's hard to say. I mean, I try to, and I know you do too, we, we try to stay on top of just about every fighting game, you know, just to know what we're talking about and kind of... Shit, I mean, I'm entering every single one at EVO except Blaze Blue. Well, so. that is, except Blaze Blue, you gotta, you gotta take a break somewhere, right? You gotta take a lunch break and shit, hit the buffet, yeah. but... Yeah, I mean, you know, I just, I just really hope that NetherRealm Studios understands that they have a really, um delicate situation on their hands and if they were really smart in my opinion they would just hire these players on as staff and just contract them to say you know these guys are going to balance our game they're they're full-time staff but they're just not allowed to enter tournaments and that's just how it should be in my opinion that's the only fair way to do it i think 
I, I definitely feel that way. Um, anyway, now that we've uh, covered that, you know, semi-boring topic, let's talk about Tech and Tag Two. Oh I'm, I'm just, I'm getting aroused just, just bringing it up, dude. <laughs> dude, okay, you first. <laughs> Go, dude. Where do I even start, man? There's I know. So many- there's so many balance. Oh, well, let's start with the the things that don't really matter. But uh... hold on, hold on. Let to to create some structure in this conversation. Let's start with what we don't like about it. What we don't like. Yeah, about the it. things that you don't like about what you've seen about Tech and Tag Two. Shit, the only thing I don't like about it is not not being able to play. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, that's a. I don't know how uh, Namco is gonna fix that before launch, but. <laughs> But uh, so there, it, it, literally, you have no complaints about it. That's pretty amazing. So far, like nothing that really matters. I mean, like I could say, like some of the character intros are whack, but it's like that doesn't really mean anything. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Some of those are whack, but they kind of always are whack. Have you seen Dragonoffs? <laughs> he just gets to pose and he does like a little smirk and he's like, "All right." <laughs> Everyone is like saying these dumbass quotes, like Law is like, "I'll break your nose" or some shit. <laughs> And Dragon Up stands there like, whatever, I don't even need to say shit. Let's get this shit over with. Yeah, I know, get this load screen over with. But, man, I mean, uh, that's pretty crazy that you have no complaints whatsoever. I mean, that is amazing. I have a few gripes that, um, the only thing, I guess, that I don't like about Tag 2 is that, depending on who you're watching, like, whose match you're watching... Sometimes it can look a lot like Tekken 6. Like, oh yeah. if they're not really doing tag assault or tag combos or tag throws, and they're doing the same juggles as Tekken 6 and the same good moves and stuff... And they all seem to work. <laughs> yeah, everything seems to work the same. I just... It's interesting because on the one hand, you'll be watching someone that's not doing anything crazy and you'll be like, wow, this looks a lot like Tekken 6 and then it's kind of disappointing. And then it'll be the next match and it's somebody that's playing extremely like creatively and just liberally with the tag button and you're like, wow, this is nothing like Tekken 6. So, I mean, I don't really even know what to think at this point. It's really hard to tell. Uh, I personally would like it to be a new game. Like, just new in almost every way, you know? But, uh, I don't know. It's hard, it's hard to tell without playing it. And and you haven't gotten this feel? Um, you know, I, 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 do what, I do see what you're saying. Like, a lot of people are still playing it exactly like it's Tekken 6, and there's, it's still working. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. I think in the end, though, this is still only, like, beta testing. It's still, like, early on in the life, the game's lifespan, so... I feel like later on, it's just going to be more about, you know, tagging, when to tag. You know, if I'm doing a tag assault, should I keep this character in or should I put my secondary in now? Yeah. Or should I just save them in case, you know, I need to tag out to save my save my skin? But I don't I, know. It seems... you're, you're bringing up an excellent point, which is uh, that everyone has to keep in mind, including myself, that it's really early. I mean... Mm-hmm. Still beta testing, still, you know, so much that's going to change. And the people that are playing don't really know how to play. They're just playing Tekken 6. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I agree. I agree. That's very important. Yeah, I mean, also, also right now, I don't really see very many players doing the old school tag uh, option during launchers. They mostly just do tag assault where it's like bind and then uh, tag out that way. But I was thinking about it, like, later on, too. Like, if it's, like, 
because my team's probably going to be like Steve Lars. Okay. And if Steve doesn't get launchers very easily, you know, it's like I think it's a good idea if I put Lars out first and then launch and tag into Steve. Right. And probably tag us all back Lars in or something just to you know just like the the whole. The whole like mindset of how to play, you know, this character, the, this team, like you know, the like kind of like Marvel, where you kind of have to have team synergy and make a team work. Yeah, not absolutely. just off assists and stuff, but like just off the fact that you know Steve doesn't get launches very often, so this is how I'm gonna set this team together. So it definitely makes sense, and there is a, there are so many topics that I want to discuss. Uh, but before we get too much into that, I want to clarify something. Uh, in in this game, from what I can tell, if you do a standard tag combo, as in like a launch buffer into tag, it takes away red life. But if you do a tag assault combo, it does not take away red life. See, that's the other thing too. You gotta consider everything about the game too. It's like red life could be important. You know, they regain some life when they're sitting in the background. Oh, it's and... absolutely important. I mean, red life is. You know, really feel winner winner loss in that round, yeah. just because they gained back like five HP or something. Yeah, definitely. And then another thing that you brought up when you're kind of like theorizing how to formulate a team, uh, something that I thought of when I was watching these tag assault combos is, um, let's say like okay, I'm playing um, Fang and Dragonoff, right? And I launch with Fang and I'm doing a tag assault combo, right? Instead of using Dragonoff towards the end of the combo to do a combo filler, what if I could use Dragonoff to do a down forward three to spike them, and then with my point character do Okazemi? Mm, see, mean, yeah, yeah. There's there's so much to think right. about when it comes to Tekken because exactly. of, like you the know, whole Oki mind game and everything. <laughs> yeah, not that was not a factor in Tekken Tag One because that's just not the way combos worked. But mm. now it seems like you would be able to use like one character to set up like a reset for the other character. Yeah, which, that's a great way to think about it. Too. Yeah, and and that if you think of it that way, and then if if you consider team synergy, it's going to be like the possibilities just seem like like amazing. Like it's you really. Know, not, not- now that you Crazy. bring that up, I was watching. Oh, you know, I've been watching these uh, LD Maxi videos for the past couple of days, and uh, one thing that I did start noticing there was this uh, this Kuma Jack team. Yeah. Player. Um. So, so the guy would launch with Jack, and then he would bind, and then do the tag assault, yeah. and then get Kuma in there, and then he will start uh charging up uh Kuma's back forward two plus three that low Holy unblockable. Shit. Yeah. And I'm like. You know, this kind of stuff looks extremely dangerous. You know, it's like tag tag assault another character in to set up an unblockable tech trap like that. Yeah. I mean, you that's know? actually funny because that's one of the first things they showed. Remember, back at MLG, they showed Jin charging his unblockable on the wall. Oh, yeah, while the other character's doing that. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, I, and, you know, the thing is, like I was saying, it, it may look like, oh, this looks really similar to Tekken 6, but there are like subdermal changes that are just like crazy i was watching a team of nina and lars and the mm. nina player was doing up forward one plus two at the wall and then tagging out which is so oh. and then <laughs> lars was able to combo with down back two one shoulder Jesus. on the wall with nina that is so cheap that makes nina's up forward one plus four one plus two a uh, legitimate wall <laughs> combo wall throw 
you know? Yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot of things that people may, may or may not know about as of right now that the possibilities are just going to be crazy. Yeah, right and, now it's just like, oh, Tag Assault just to extend combos and yeah. stuff, but it's like that's not going to be the only use for it in the end. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the thing that, you know, if you... You, I guess you know how, like I was saying, I'm concerned that it looks like a uh, little too much like Tekken 6. Well, on the flip side of that coin, you could be thinking maybe the reason why it looks so much like Tekken 6 right now is because there is so much beneath the obvious layer of... Because they obviously didn't change that many of the juggles, that many of the moves, and stuff the, like that. Like a lot of the system, like the combo system is pretty similar. Yeah, very similar. So what if what they did change is stuff that's kind of the next level, the next tier of understanding the game. And that that sounds really promising to me. I really hope that's the case. And it's going to it's going to make a lot more players think creatively and then you have to start considering like, okay, what can I do with this tag assault? Is it just for a you know, just for an assist combo or can I really make some crazy use out of this, you know? Yeah, I, definitely. And and then there's of course there's tag throws and you know, it seems like raw tagging both by the wall and um, just in the open is very unsafe now because you can't tag cancel from what I can tell. And it also seems like there are no cross chops and no slides, right? Hmm, what do you mean? Oh, after you tag. Yeah, yeah, the tag cross chop and the tag slide. I don't know. Maybe maybe this new generation of Tekken 6 players don't even know that existed. No, come on, dude. <laughs> you know that in Korea, the first thing they're going to try is all the old tag shit. And I haven't seen one. That is interesting. I mean, if there is no cross chop and there's no slide and there's no tag cancel, then tagging like a raw tag is extremely dangerous. And once people start to like feel out when the tag is coming, they're going to be able to punish it like really easily. And that's going to make tag combos and tag throws extremely important. So, I mean... Yeah, when like when to use the tag and everything. Oh, yeah, that's going to be a huge... Instead thing. of just raw tagging, because you're going to eat like a lot of damage just doing that. And, uh, God, it's so crazy talking about this shit, because there's so much to talk about. But that reminds me that now two characters can be juggled at the same time. Yeah, it's kind of like Marvel. Oh, shit, I got two. You know, it's like, I got to fuck both of them up That now. is so crazy. I mean, I'm, what's going to happen if... You catch two characters and you're just juggling them both. That is so. You dumb. know, you know, I was looking into that because I was wondering. Like, uh, I, I saw some people tagging out at the wall, yeah. and then the second character was getting hit when the second when the first character is already in by now. Yeah. And uh, that guy's getting juggled and everything while the other guy's just standing there. And I'm like, you know, I was looking at his life bar. It's like every hit does like one HP though. It's like it oh, barely really? does. It barely does anything when you're hitting someone else when they're after they tagged out and the oh, first character's in. I wasn't uh, focusing on that, but that's really interesting. I wonder if they're going to change that or if it's like an aesthetic thing, like they didn't want the guy leaving to have invincibility or... Huh. Well, that's kind of gay. I was hoping that it would be something like Marvel 2 where if you catch an assist, you can just like... It down does more damage. <laughs> yeah, and just fucking like, you know, kill them both. That would be cool. But, uh, yeah, again, you never know if that's going to change or what. I saw one where um, a situation like that happened, and, like, the character that was leaving the stage got hit, got knocked down, and then got up and tried to leave again and got hit yeah. again. So, yeah, I, 
I saw this video with Lars uh, against the Steve Paul team, and the Steve was trying to leave, and Paul was already in, and Lars was just doing down three one, down three one, down three one like three times, and Paul's like, "What the fuck is going on?" (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's it's just really cool. It's gonna be really fun experimenting with how this new system works. Also, the wall system has changed a little bit, right? I know uh, Lars can't get down forward one, down back two on shoulder anymore, right? No, he can. Are you sure? Yeah, I've, I've seen it several times already. Okay, okay. Because someone, I had read reports, and then I was seeing people cutting that combo short. So. No, I, no, I've seen it. I, I was watching it like five minutes ago, so I'm sure it still works. Okay, okay. So the wall s- seems the same to you? Yeah, the walls, the, the wall, everything seems pretty much the same. Um, they were saying like Lars, after up forward four, he can't get his staple forward one, two, three combo, but. I think the guys were just messing up because this this Lars player is hitting it like every time. So hmm. that's interesting. And then there's uh, another thing I wanted to talk about, but we'll get into it in a little bit. Is um, the balance changes? And I love the freaking balance changes. Yeah, well, actually, <laughs> fuck it. Let's talk about that right now. Um, so from the looks of it, right now to me at least, Yoshi and Marduk look fucking beastly. Yeah. And- yeah. yeah. Go ahead. Uh, well, I think Yoshi got beefed up a lot just because they gave him a new string in BR. It's down 2-2. Two, two. Mm-hmm. And in Tag 2, they upgraded that you know string even more because it's like, why would you use down 2 ever in a combo when you could always just use back 2-1 and it does more damage anyways? Right. But now it's like they actually gave it a real use. Um, now they gave him, I think, I don't know the exact notation, but just from looking at the video, it's probably down 2-2-2 two, 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 and down 2-2-1. Two, two, okay. Seems like down 2-2-2 two, two, two binds, and right. then down 2-2-1 two, two, is used for wall carry. And yeah. just that in and of itself uh, makes his flash combo super <laughs> good. It makes it like 40% flash combo without even using a <laughs> tag assault. I'm yeah, like, that is, that kind of seals the deal because now he has a reliable three hit string which it seems like every character got like four games ago (laughs) now finally yoshi has this like reliable three hit string that does damage and binds and wall carries and it it, the first hit down two hits so low yeah that he can pick up off of several things and just speculating i feel like there will be situations where you can use that for wake-ups and like pick them up and if the third hit, the bind hit, is safe, or maybe hits on the ground or something, man, it, I feel like it's going to be really dope. And, you know, when I was thinking about the character Yoshi in general, um, I was thinking that even if Yoshi stayed exactly the same as he was in Tekken 6, he would be improved in the Tag 2 world just because there is another character there on his team. So... Mm-hmm. The other character could fill his gaps, like, you know, block punishment and stuff could kind of be filled by the other character, and Yoshi could have, like, the, you know, crazy mix-up tricks and stuff that are really gimmicky. Or and maybe... Tag him in to set up unblockables afterwards. Right, exactly, yes. <laughs> Setting up unblockables off Tag Assault might be something really good. Or using Sword Sweep and doing Tag Combos off of that to get real damage off of it. But now, Yoshi is, like looking really good on his own so you know i'm, I'm really excited about that I'm, I'm hoping my original um like prayers for this game were that 
all of the great characters in Tekken 6 are like bottom tier in Tag 2, and all of the shitty characters are really good. That's what I wanted to see. Now, um, we I brought up Marduk. I mean, what have you noticed about that character? I started playing Marduk. Um, he was the last character I started picking up in Tekken 6 before I stopped playing and started going on to AE, but mm-hmm. Marduk seems <laughs> so much better. He basically has... Jin's electric wind hook fix or whatever, you know, yeah. Jin's version of the electric, mm-hmm. but except it's mid and it's just down back two, has amazing range and knocks down on normal and on counter hit it still gives the flop launcher just like Jin and I'm yeah. like, I mean, oh. of course it's not like 14 frames or 15 frames, but no, it's, I heard it's 15, so no way, get the hell out of here, that doesn't I, look 15 to me. They said it's 15, but the thing that they said is 15 is his launcher. He has a 15 frame launcher now. I think it's down forward one. Oh yeah, they uh they redid the animation and it looks a lot like uh Brian's wall standing one. Yeah, exactly. I think that's 15 frames, but I think the move you're talking about that hook yeah, fist. Yeah, down back two. I don't yeah, think I heard... that's 15, but maybe maybe you're right. I, I heard it was 15, but who knows? But this is the, just people posting. <laughs> what's extremely good about that is that it's safe on block and it has great range. And so... pushback and a combo and counter hit. Yeah, it's... so. Man, that shit looks beastly, and his and it's it's not even that he's got like improvements in a lot of things. Like um, after he does a tackle, it's not just one two or one plus two now. Yeah. If he does the three plus four, you have to break it with three plus four. That sounds ridiculous. And he has I heard his uh, down four isn't launch punishable anymore. Oh no, are you serious? Yeah, <laughs> that is too good. He has an unlow parryable low that's not launch punishable. That is too good. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> and his the thing is that his combo damage is already really good. And, yeah, and go ahead. No, uh, it's also like when you use tag assault with him, like let's say you bind with him, tag someone out to get like two hits, in, and then you do the air throw. The air throw is never gonna scale. So. Yeah, that's what I was just gonna say. Or if you do the angry ape at the wall, you know, like yeah. that's a shitload of damage. So, and you know what else I was thinking? Okay, what if you're doing a combo and Marduk is, you have a point character, and Marduk is your second character. So you're taking him to the wall, you hit him to the wall, and you do a tag assault, and then Marduk does the angry ape, but he is not your point character. What's going to happen then? Let me say that again. Like, okay, okay, let me break it down. So let's say I'm playing Lars and Marduk, right? Mm-hmm. And Lars does a launcher. And takes him to the wall, and during a tag assault, Marduk, which is not the point character, does the angry ape throw on the wall. And you switch back to Lars? Lars is out there already. You don't even need to switch back. Does that mean Lars is going to be able to, like, combo off of an air throw or something? That's pretty interesting. I wonder if, you know, if you could really switch back after an air throw. Yeah, well, they. I mean, I don't know how that's going to work. Or even forget, like, the wall. Like, what if King and Armor King... Like, Armor King does a launcher, King does a Shining, Shining Wizard in Wizard, the air. Armor King's still out there. Armor King is still out there. What's going to happen? Well, the question is, is does Armor King still stay out there in, during air throws? That's that's what the question would be for now. Yeah, I guess. I, guess. I mean, uh, I mean, I mean, you know, if he does, then oh my goodness. Yeah, so. what's going to happen? Either free wake ups, or he's going to—I don't know—the game's going to bug out and like explode, or. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure some characters, like, after those air throws, too, will be able to capitalize, like, get, like, a free ground hit or something, too. Yeah, there's, the there's, there's so much to be explored, uh, and it's just crazy. I mean, I don't even know what the fuck to even talk about. There's so much to talk about, but, um, I mean, people were also complaining about the way 
the slowdown works for the tag assault, and they seem to have sped it up, and it looks a lot smoother now. And I they think, don't. Go ahead. I think right now it's. I think right now it's fine. Uh, the way it looks right now, it looks uh, easy enough to combo after, and you know, I, I mean, the tag assault when you bind them after a tag assault, it they pop up really high. <laughs> And a lot of, like, you know, when their second characters come in, a lot of their strings just whip because the character is way too high up. But yeah. That's probably my only gripe about it so far, but other than that, it seems all right. Yeah, I mean, it seems like they're really fleshing it out. And again, the game is incomplete. Um, They took out that, that universal key charge animation, which is really nice. <laughs> yeah. And I still don't really like the effect that happens, that blue white outline thing yeah i mean that that maybe it'll change maybe not but um i did also notice that the block sparks in the game look way cooler now they're like this cone-shaped spiral that comes out in the direction of the punch so that's really cool and um just aesthetically as far as animations and stuff go and the stages holy crap dude the game looks amazing i mean That's just blowing my mind. And then the stages are so good. Like that fish stage? That <laughs> stage is too good, dude. Yeah. Oh, man. It's really cool. I'm I'm super excited to play the game. And, you know, I'm not exactly sure when America will get, you know, our hands on it. I don't Hopefully know. If, E3. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it's going to be at E3. I don't know if it's going to be uh, at EVO. But... You know, my guess is that, especially because, you know, in recent years of the Tekken franchise, um, you know, Harada and Michael Murray have been to America a lot, and they've been kind of um, showing us a lot of uh, FaceTime when it comes to the game, and they're listening to us and shit. So my guess would be that America will get some early, you know, like, hands-on, with Tekken Tag 2 before it comes out. Um, so, I don't know. we we got to keep our eyes peeled for that. Um, are you, are you, you're going to E3 too, right? Yeah. Okay, so we managed to go to E3. We're going to see what's up with that. I know they're going to have uh, Street Fighter Cross Tekken there. Um, and supposedly it's supposed to have, like, six new characters. So, oh, shit. <laughs> so, yeah, there's going to be a shitload of stuff. And I don't know how much they're going to have for Soul Calibur there too because they announced that too. Oh, it's going to be at Evo. I mean, uh, E3, huh? I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I've, I'm hoping it is, and it, it was announced, and it's a console game, so I, I don't see why it wouldn't be, you know? Mm. And, uh, you know, that's crazy. Like, this E3, I mean, I haven't given a fuck about E3 in forever, and this E3 just seems like it's going to be badass. Three huge fighting games, you know, man, that shit's crazy, dude. Who gives a shit about all the other games, man? Fucking Connect? What the hell is that? Yeah. Connect Dance Party, yes. <laughs> Whatever. You and me should do the dance party like Gutex and uh, and uh, Mike oh, Rock Gutex. did. Gutex! <laughs> we need to do that dancing competition and whoop you up. Cut the rug. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so is there anything else about Tag that you uh, noticed that you feel is worth mentioning? Um, all I have to say is that uh, I think Namco is doing a great job with the balance. Uh, it seems like a lot of changes they're making does make a lot of sense. Like, 
I'll just name a little things here and there, like Steve's down back three two, down back three two at the wall. Yes. D- down back three in combos now or in full situations. Right? Yeah, it spikes them, so down back three two wall splat does not happen, and it's like. You know, being a Steve player, that shit was pretty cheap when the wall spot did happen. <laughs> yeah. So it's like a lot of these subtle changes make a lot of sense to me. And also like Julia's, uh, I think it's called bow and arrow. It's a full crouch down yeah. forward 4-3. Yeah, it doesn't wall spot anymore. I'm like, these are the changes I've been wanting since <laughs> like fucking DR. Is like finally they give it to me. And like Brian's soccer kick change and... Let, okay, okay, okay. Let's let's slow down because there are a few changes that I want to talk about. Um, Julia okay. is a really unique case because she's not really Julia, and she's got so many new moves that I don't. Uh, it's hard to say like what. Because the thing is, you can't really complain about them taking things out with that character because they may have added a shitload of stuff in that's even way more cheaper. So I'm gonna leave that character alone for now. But one thing I did notice is that Lily. Uh, Word on the street is that she has, like, a slash kick that's legit. Yeah, she doesn't fall anymore. <laughs> yeah, so that's really good. And then, also, her crouch dash 1-2, the second hit has a cancel. And the the, you Have you seen that? No, I have not. <laughs> okay, you're going to hate this shit. So, she does crouch dash 1-2, and you know, kind of like how Devil Jin can cancel his back 1-2? It's something like uh, that, right? But she ends back turn. But the oh, most wow. fucked up thing about this is that... This already it goes under like everything, and it's hit confirmable. And then the second hit on counter hit is gonna give you a combo. Well, if let's say you're defending against Lily and you anticipate that he's gonna do the cancel, so you do an attack and he doesn't do the cancel, you're gonna get counter hit. Yeah. That shit seems super cheap. I mean, but then they also took away her down back four, which, I mean. I, I feel like if you get hit by it, you deserve to get comboed, so... Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, it's it's weird. And then the Brian changes, like, you know, down forward one 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 two, not being a combo, that's crazy, dude. Finally. <laughs> yeah, well, I know, but that's crazy. And then soccer kick, as you were saying, like... Yeah, it doesn't flip over anymore, but... They gave him a new move, forward 4-1. I think that might flip them over, but I'll have to see how that co- thing works in combos, so... Yeah, uh, I mean... What else have you noticed that's, uh... Oh, I heard that his taunt doesn't work correctly anymore? I'm watching a video right now as we speak of Sunchip uh, playing, Brian uh-huh. and Bruce. Uh-huh. And I could tell already that Bruce's tech trap unblockable does not track. Oh, shit. Uh, Brian's taunt, you know, after, like, buying up forward three and then dash taunt to make it track on tech girl. Uh-huh. That also does not work. Yeah, yeah, I, I, that specifically I saw. Like, if you try to do a taunt on tech roll, he does the taunt and it just goes straight and they go to the yeah. side. And also I heard the taunt has less range too. Man, this shit is just like, I feel like the Grinch. Like my fucking, I'm just like, <laughs> I'm just like so happy right now. <laughs> the biggest <laughs> smile across my face. Right I, now. I know, man. I know exactly how you feel. <laughs> fuck that character and fuck all those other characters that are hella good. Oh man, it's going to be so nice. Like this new uh, game is going to have all these characters that we've wanted to see at a high level. Now they're going to be good, and I'm just so happy to see that. I am so tired of all these top-tier characters that have been top-tier every time, so mm-hmm. I'm really happy about that. I and mean, if they're going to keep Taunt forward back, too, keep it, but take away something about the Taunt, you know? it's like, Well, they, I mean, they're really... I was My theory was, like, okay, leave the Taunt, but 
take away like taunt a frame or something. Or, no, no, leave the taunt, but only allow you to do something like one plus two or like one four. You know, give him free <laughs> damage, but don't give him free launchers. You know. You know what's funny about that too? Um, one plus two, two. They mm-hmm. slowed that down as well. It used to be fourteen frames, and now it's sixteen. Damn. I'm like, well, I mean, it's kind of like, I guess it's, I don't know. Like, on the one hand, you would think, like, he already has a 14-frame Punisher, but that's not what you use it for, you know? So, I don't know, whatever. Fuck Brian, I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean... <laughs> Better day for me. <laughs> yeah, no shit. I, I'm, a, I, I'm... Oh, and then 3 plus 4 doesn't counter-hit combo anymore? Apparently so. That's what that one guy posted, but yeah. I haven't seen that one yet. Yeah, and then, oh, man, there's so much to talk about. So many different characters. And, like, it seems like, I mean, every time I watch a Dragunov player, all they do is either get their ass kicked or do, like, the same old shit. So I haven't seen anything with Dragunov. But one thing I have noticed with Dragunov, with the limited matches I've seen, is every single time I've seen them connect with a down two, it's connected with the counter hit down two animation. Yeah, So I did notice that, too. I'm hoping that it's plus four on regular hit. Wow. <laughs> that would make me extremely happy. Um, and yeah, I know he has a couple new moves and shit, but... Oh, you know what else they changed that I noticed is... First of all, they changed the ultimate tackle animation, which is cool. Oh, that yeah, ju- a lot of, lot of subtle changes on a lot of generic animations. Yeah, yeah, it's about time. That shit's getting old. And, and like, slash kick on block, too? The yes. guard animation looks like uh, one of Jinpachi's moves or something like that. One of those boss characters' moves blocked. Yes. Moves on block. So I was like, oh, that's a good change. Yeah, they changed the generic uh, slash kick block animation. And just a lot of little subtle things that make the game feel kind of more complete and kind of newer. And, yeah, I mean, shit looks badass, man. I mean, there's we could go over all the changes for every character right now, but... I mean, the bottom line is that both you and I are very pleased with what we've seen so far, and mm-hmm. I f- this is the first real hands-on footage we've seen, and it's only going to get better from here. I mean, there's still a long time left before the ca- game comes out. I mean, what is it? Word on the street is that November, October? Am I right? I heard I heard uh, they got, it got pushed up now to October. I heard it's uh, only about 75% done, but I'm like, so far it looks pretty good to me. So. Yeah, for a fucking 75% done game, that shit looks pretty good to me too. So, yeah. I, only, I, only gripe so far before we go is just uh, maybe one or two new characters. <laughs> you want more new characters? Oh, I just, you know, a lot of the characters, new characters, are just, like, returning characters. So By the know. way, for the record, I don't think that JC is Julia. Like, as far as the story goes, I don't think it's Julia. Really? That's my guess. I think it's some other, like, either some, like, Julia's rival or, like, some other Chang or some shit, but I don't think it's Julia. I'm thinking <laughs> Julia's, like, evil stepsister. Yeah, uh, or, like, I don't know. I don't know, but I just feel like it's not Julia. She doesn't look like Julia to me. Every time I look at that bitch, I don't think this is Julia. I don't know why, but I'm just making my prediction. Um, And as far as new characters go, I mean, it is pretty exciting having, like, Ogre, Jun, and uh, Jinpachi. But, like, and it's kind of cool because they don't seem very good. Yeah, so far. (laughs) Yeah, so far they don't seem that great, which is good because now people can be like ogre players and not be faggots you know they can be like you know they could be respected ogre players and like jimpachi won't be banned you know so that's really yeah. cool 
And, you know, I'm just looking forward to just seeing how it pans out. But I'm with you, man. I want the more characters, the merrier. I know some people don't agree with me, but I like shitloads of characters, and I like, you know, all kinds of fun stuff to learn and stuff. So a few new characters would be nice. But yeah, I have another prediction, too. I think that they're going to announce two more characters, and I think that they're going to consolidate Kuma and Panda and Eddie and Christy. And that's that would be characters. nice. <laughs> that's, that's just a total shot-in-the-dark guess. Like, I, I think that that's what they're going to do. Because what the fuck? Kuma and Panda on a team? It's like, why would you even... <laughs> Kuma and Panda players don't even have to learn a secondary. Yeah, like... that's bullshit. And playing against, like, a great, like, Eddie Christie is going to be a fucking nightmare. <laughs> Get the fuck yeah. out of here, dude. <laughs> no thanks. So, yeah, anyway, yeah, um, unless you have anything else to add, we can move on and uh, talk to uh, Bloodhawk in a little bit. Uh, is there anything else you want to add? Uh, just good shit to Napco and keep doing what you guys are doing. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm I'm with you on that, man. They're doing a great job, and I'm very proud to be a fan of uh, Tekken, especially these days. So, uh, yeah, keep up the good work, guys. And, uh, yeah, I guess before we go, I, I, I feel like everyone does this shit these days, and I'm an idiot for not doing it, but maybe, like, I should promote, like, the Twitter for this website. So... <laughs> Okay, Everybody I, promotes their Twitter. Yeah, I know. I feel like I'm like not cool because I don't do it. But people okay. sign up at tournaments with their Twitter. I'm like, really? yeah, <laughs> I know, man. Anyway, so okay, it's Twitter.com/slash/avoid-the-puddle because Twitter has a character limit, and I couldn't fit <laughs> avoiding the puddle. So it's avoid the puddle. Follow, uh, you know, the website on Twitter, and I usually post my complaints and rants and shit on there too. Um and you guys yeah, want to so, follow my random Twitter. It's uh, Twitter. Yeah, yeah, go for it. Slash uh, the name is myk. The name right. is myk on Twitter and uh, yeah, so follow us because it makes us feel good. And, <laughs> um yeah, so here comes uh, Bloodhawk and I'll guess we'll catch you guys later. All right, later, guys. Alright everybody, I'm very pleased to welcome on a special guest today, um, probably without a doubt, the most notable Leo player in the United States of America, and in my opinion, one of the most underrated East Coast players, uh, Bloodhawk. What's going on, brother? Hey, what's going on, Eris? Thanks for having me on the show. Absolutely, man. How you doing? Um, I'm doing good. Good to hear. Now, I got a few different topics that I want to talk to you about. Um... But first of all, I guess I, I want to start with the you know this Gosu New York shit going on. I, I I've tuned in a couple times and you know actually I was very entertained and I'm really pleased that someone is kind of stepping up and kind of doing a very Tekken only because you know I'm sick of Ryu and Ken and shit. So <laughs> you know it's like Tekken only and you know a lot of like big names and why don't you tell everybody listening a little bit about what's going on over there and how it works. Well, uh, basically, uh, the realist from New York now lives in Connecticut, go fig. But uh, basically, he wanted to start just streaming random video games. And, you know, he got his shit together. You know, he went on SRK or whatever and figured out how people are doing it. And he was like, you know, why don't, you know, LD Maxi does this Gosu thing every week and he has videos. So why don't we try doing our own thing? And we 
we'll stream it, we'll have the community watch it, and it'll give us an excuse to have some, like, big-name matches here that, you know, maybe people, you know, in New York want to see and people throughout the country want to see. And that's how I got started. That's very cool, man. And, like, you know, the thing is that it can be very easy to, to get that idea, but it can be really hard to execute it. And one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on the show is because, you know, I met you, I think I met you at Strong Style last year. And, yeah. you know, whatever, you know, you meet this guy, you know, whatever. Okay, he's a cool guy. But then, like, I've, I've you know, hung out with you a couple times since then, and I began to realize, okay, this guy has a halfway decent personality. And then <laughs> you start doing commentary on, uh, you know, this uh, Ghost of New York thing, and I'm actually, like, really entertained by your commentary and i guess the reason for that is because like you know i've, I've listened to you do commentary for the actual gosu tekken and like you're very like when you're doing commentary for that you're kind of really like by the book and you're talking about the game but when it's for gosu new york you kind of like have this really good mix of talking shit about how dumb and fat the game is and, like, at the same time, really informative, because you're obviously very knowledgeable about the game. So mm -hmm. I, I just feel like, not the game, the person, the game, like, Tekken. Okay. <laughs> so, so, yeah, I just found it to be very entertaining. I didn't realize that you kind of had that, like, untapped potential of being a commentator. So how do you feel about that in general, just commentating? The untapped uh, shit-talking potential? Right, or? yeah. Uh, I, commentary, I feel, I, I really enjoy doing it because, you know, obviously, like you said, the first part is I know a decent amount of the game, more so than necessarily, like, a lot of intermediate or low players, you know, maybe, like, the, the stuff I would say is stuff like maybe you or other people at, you know, a higher level, you know, it just kind of runs off your back and it's like, whatever, but right. I try to, like, when I'm doing commentary, I try to really point out like very character specific things or things that a lot of a normal run of the mill person wouldn't notice. Absolutely. So, you know, just stuff like that, you know, I try to say like I try to give my opinion that when a match starts how I think the match will play out in terms of how I think the players will approach each other and just stuff like that. But uh since it's New York and I know these guys, you know, moderately to very well, I feel way more comf comfortable telling them how retarded they are when they do <laughs> stupid shit. And when and I did the Gosu uh the Gosu Tekken thing with Wing Massacre, obviously I I don't know Navi and I don't know Gom, the Raven and the Wong player. Right. So I didn't want to like I don't know what they're thinking. So yeah. I didn't want to just throw out saying like this is retarded or these guys suck ass yeah. or whatever. I'm I'm way more comfortable saying that about the game or Exalted <laughs> or you know GM or Fab because you know I'm more on a you know I know them personally and right. they know or they should know that you know it's all on fun and games and I'm trying to be entertaining and informative otherwise people are just going to go to sleep hearing me talk about frames and shit all day absolutely yeah I, I totally agree I feel like um, you you and I kind of I, I may be wrong but I feel like you and I see eye to eye on how commentary should be done and Obviously, you stick to the game a lot more than I do. I mean, I, I deviate from the actual game itself way more than you do. But, I mean, you know, it's about being entertaining and informative. Now, the degree to which you're informative, obviously, is higher than me, just because I, I, I try to entertain myself more than anyone else. But, <laughs> yeah, I, I think uh, I think 
you know, it's it's kind of unfortunate that you haven't gotten on streams earlier. I don't know. Uh, it's kind of like, you know, pretty late in the game for Tekken 6. And uh, I don't know. I feel like you should be like you should have been on more streams. So I don't know. In the future, I'm going to definitely uh, recommend you if I ever have an opportunity because uh, I'd like to do some commentary with you in the future. Are you planning on going to any uh, tournaments in the near future? Uh, I'm. Uh, it's fifty-fifty, but I really want to go to Revelations in LA in oh, June. Oh wow! It's fifty-fifty. That shit's in like two weeks. Uh, it's in. Uh, it's in. Uh, you know, I, I I can make late last-minute things happen very easily. Okay. But I haven't had time to really sit down and make a decision because of school and stuff is finishing up for me this semester. Oh yeah, definitely. And definitely gonna be at Evo, though I don't know what the possibilities of getting on the stream for Evo are. Though I wouldn't That's mind tough. it. Mm-hmm. And well, besides those two tournaments, I don't really. I'm going to go to the East East Coast Throwdown. That's okay. also towards the end of June. But besides that, I don't really know of any other tournaments that are coming up. Is but there a particular? I, sorry to interrupt you. Is there a particular reason why you are thinking of going to Revelations rather than CEO? Because that's out there closer to you. Well, um, I haven't. I've went to the South. South. I went to Atlanta for final round. Mm-hmm. So I've been to that area this year, but I haven't really been out to Cali since the last year's SBO qualifiers. And I want. I really. I really like to go to different places and play different people. Makes sense. So. So that's why I feel like heading back out to Cali this year. That's cool. Yeah, I mean, um, they also, as far as I know, they have a guaranteed pot now and. Uh, recently, I don't know, uh, if people really, I don't know how much it matters to people because only, it only really benefits people, uh, in SoCal, but recently they, like, gave a deal for Tekken players at Revelations, uh, if you sign up at Wednesday Night Fights, I think that the price for the tournament is only $40, so $30 for venue and 10 for the game. Mm. So I mean that's that's like a I mean right now I think if you sign up online it's like something preposterous like seventy bucks or some shit so I don't know how much that helps anyone listening but yeah I mean it's you know, there's like a thousand dollar pop bonus I don't know who who's paying for that but yeah it seems like Revelations is gonna be a pretty decent tournament if you're in the area it's unfortunate that it's uh they're double booked that weekend with CEO yeah so that's kind I of had sh- to yeah I had to make that decision basically and. Uh, like I said, I felt like uh, going out to Cali uh, this year would be a nice experience and see everybody again. That's very cool. Um, now, that kind of uh, transitions into one of the things I wanted to talk to you about. Last year, as far as I know, you traveled more than any of the high-profile Tekken players in the country. And as far as I know, you were not sponsored. Like, everyone else was, like, very openly sponsored by, you know, whatever, Check 6 or, you know, whatever. But you were just, like, going to all these tournaments. You went to Strong Style. You went to SBO Quals, like you said. You went to every MLG, as far as I know, and just several others. And I wanted to kind of ask you, for for the people out there that are kind of hesitant to traveling under their, you know, with their own money, uh, in hindsight, how do you feel about that? And do you have any... Um, words of wisdom for people who are thinking about it? Uh, well, just to clarify, uh, there was a time during uh, for MLG where I was sponsored. Actually, me and Fab were sponsored. 
by a uh, private individual that goes by Sneaks, and he has his own. He had was starting his own gaming company, Gaming by Sneaks. Okay. And uh, he helped us with our hotel and a little bit of our travel expenses. But for the moment, he's been on a down low, having to take care of uh, personal business stuff. So for the moment, that's uh, been suspended. But yes, uh, for Strong Style, SBO Qualls, uh, MOG Orlando, and a lot of other stuff, I did play it out of my own pocket. And um, for me, uh, it wasn't, it's not like I make a huge amount of money, like I'm a college kid and stuff, but uh, I, I basically try to save a bit of money and I put it off somewhere just for like these sorts of traveling expenses. Mm-hmm. And I just sort of chalk it up as entertainment. Because uh, while I am uh, a higher end player, mm. I don't. I I have. I'm humble enough to feel like I'm humble enough to have the expectation that I'm necessarily gonna make top three. So I feel like this money that I'm putting off to the side, uh, I'm not gonna miss it, and I'm not gonna try. I'm not gonna be sad or pissed if I don't recoup it. Because mm-hmm. a lot of the tournaments are like. A lot of the tournaments I went to, I might have spent maybe three or four hundred dollars to travel, and maybe even with the tournament fees, I maybe would have broke even or had a hundred dollars in my pocket if I won. Right. You know, besides the MOGs. Mm-hmm. So for people that are going out and you know necessarily they they don't feel like they can win, but I have to say to those people like I feel the same way. Like I I feel like you know if I do really really well I can win, but I'm not banking on it, and I'm just going to have a good time, have a good experience, and I just love the competitive aspect of the game. I'm going to compete because I love competing. I don't uh, have to win to enjoy myself. Winning is going to be good, but just having a good experience and having a good competitive experience and learning something and seeing all the, pe- all, seeing all the friends and acquaintances I've made in this game is just... It kind of uh, it makes for a good, uh, satisfying experience in itself, yeah. and winning would just be the icing on it, I guess. That is a uh, very, very good uh, advice, and specifically, the one part of what you said that stands out is how you said that I set this money aside and chalk it up as entertainment, and if I don't make it back, you know, I'm not going to be upset over it, and that really is important to remember and i think if you do it that way man it is such a brilliant attitude to have like it's kind of like if you're going to vegas and you're taking like 300 bucks to gamble and you're just assuming that you're gonna lose it like you're gonna fucking lose you know it's vegas but if you win it's all good so yeah i totally agree with that attitude that is the way to the way to think if you're planning on traveling and uh, hopefully there are people out there listening that uh, will kind of take those uh, words of advice and do a little more traveling themselves because, you know, I feel like um, there are a lot of great players out there that they just don't do it enough, you know, not enough traveling and not enough exposure. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, I, I definitely agree. Now, on the on the subject of um, sponsorship, now, I, you know, you said that you mentioned that you were kind of like partially sponsored for a short time and... Um, you know, there are several high-end players have been sponsored, um, kind of like, I don't know if it counts as a full sponsorship if, 
um, you know, all travel expenses are paid and shit. And I was I was sponsored too for the season of MLG, except that I fucked up like half the time, and either <laughs> I was kicked out or I missed flights or whatever. But anyway, the, the what I wanted to ask you is how you feel about sponsorship in general, and do you feel like it has the same applications in like the bigger games like Street Fighter and Marvel as it does in Tekken? Like, how do you feel it affects? those games individually um well that's really gets really complicated um basically i feel like in this in the eyes in terms of the community being sponsored and having players that have talent that you know can be recognized is and giving them the opportunity to travel the tournaments they would not normally be able to go to is a positive thing but it's sort of uh difficult to it's sort of difficult to get those players noticed because it's sort of a double it's sort of a catch-22 because the players that should be sponsored are the good players that can't go out to tournaments all the time right but if they don't go to tournaments they don't go to tournaments then companies aren't really going to notice them and they can't get sponsored yeah so it's like uh players sort of have players in terms of the community, really should be trying to help each other out. So, like, if a well-known player gets sponsored and he feels like another player really deserves it that doesn't get enough spotlight, then maybe he should try to put in a good word for him. Because And the problem, sort of the problem with sponsorship in fighting games is that it's sort of a 1v1 thing. So it's really hard to get, let's say, a corporate-sponsored team. Like, I know... Uh, Check six, I know for Check 6, uh, James and Hoa are both sponsored, correct? Right. And those are the two. So it's like um, being a 1v1 game, only one of them can win. And it's probably a really rare situation where if they both go to a tournament, you know, it can happen, but getting one and two. Yeah. So it's really, uh, it's kind of a can of worms in deciding who should get sponsored and who shouldn't. And obviously, it's up to the gaming company themselves to see whether or not they feel it's profitable enough. Like, yeah. I can't, I don't, I don't understand necessarily how gaming companies make their income to sponsor their players, like whether it's through advertising or anything. So it's really a complicated, for the average Joe looking, like me, looking in to like sort of trying to understand the inner workings of gaming sponsorship, yeah. it's really difficult to understand, like, whether or not... Tekken is worth sponsoring over Street Fighter, if whether even Street Fighter or other, even the bigger fighting games are worth sponsoring compared to FPS or yeah. other online games. So it's really a weird uh, topic. Yeah, I, it, it, it seems to be getting a lot of exposure in recent history because now there's a Hori team, and I think that that is the most logical type of sponsor for fighting games mm -hmm. i mean you know like for pc you can get like a graphics card or something or a mouse pad or whatever but for you know for fighting games you're not going to get sponsored by fucking dual shock controllers so it's going to have to be arcade stick companies and you know it's either hori or mad cats so you know, I mean, it's definitely not going to be fucking PDP. So, you know, it's going to be one of these two companies. And I feel like 
that's the only logical way to go. And it makes sense. They're getting exposure. And, you know, let's say, you know, Team Hori goes to fucking Shadowloo Showdown in Australia, Australia, which they're going to, and they win. And they beat all these, all these you know, Japanese players and shit. Okay, that, that's like money well spent as far as Hori's concerned. But I agree with you. It's very confusing. Like, how the fuck are these random, like, dudes, like, or, like, Check Six, or, like, you know, these BLG gaming or whatever. Where are they making their money, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I agree. It almost feels shady. Like, you know, what the fuck is going on? Why would this company pay all this money, and where are they, how are they making this money back? And, yeah, I'm not a marketing expert by any means, but I'm with you on that. It's confusing, and I hate reading, so these contracts are, like, supposedly extremely detailed and long and shit. I didn't sign shit. My, my, my sponsor was like, yo, man, I'm thinking of sponsoring either you or Jop. And I was like, why are you picking... Why would you pick me or Jop? There are, like, so many players <laughs> in this country that are way better. And then he goes, why would I pick the best players when I could pick the biggest? And I was like, oh, all right, fair enough. So, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know how this shit works, but... I mean, so... uh you're open to it yourself, right? Like, let's say, you know, whatever, Team Hori comes up to you and wants a deal with you. You would you would be interested? I, I would be interested. I feel like there's... Uh, I don't want to be part of... Like you said, there's contracts, and they can be... They may or may not be overly complex, like pages of shit and yeah. fine print that you don't want to read, and then all of a sudden, like... like you sign something, and then I'll, uh, I go on stream, and then someone calls me, and they say, by the way, you can't say fuck yeah. on the stream. And I'm like, what? And, like, you know, I wouldn't want to be with a, a sponsor thing that makes me have to restrict myself in any way. Like, I can't do certain things, or I can't be in certain places, Absolutely, or, like, yeah. like, super corporate, because the fighting game community is so grassroots. Like, it's so, like, a lot, so many people in this community are, it's like a hobby. It's like, you know, it's like our version of poker night. You know, right. we go out, we we say filthy things to each other, we talk shit to each other, we're all friends. Mm-hmm. But then, like, if someone, if some clean corporate dude looked at us talking, they'd be like, what the fuck are these guys doing? Like, <laughs> you know, these guys are a bunch of slobs and dickheads and shit. Yeah. So, like, like I said in the beginning, like, I'm really, I think... I think sponsorships can be really positive to the community, but I don't want to see the community becoming corporate. You know, I don't know if that means anything to anybody listening. It better fucking mean something because I totally agree with you. I mean, yeah, they, if as soon as they start trying to change anything, then you know they could go fuck themselves. That's that's how I feel about it too. Mm-hmm. But um. I asked you earlier uh, before we started this interview, and you mentioned that you've been on top of the uh, Tekken Tag uh, footage that's been coming out. So I want to talk to you a little bit about that game. Um, and first of all, you, you're a, originally you were a Horang player, and you switched to Leo, am I correct? Correct. And I guess uh, one, one question I have is why did you make that switch? Um, I wanted... Well, I used Horong in 5.0 and DR, and I started playing competitively with Tekken in 5.0. Okay. And all throughout DR and 5.0, you know, I felt limited with the character. Like, I felt like the character was good, 
but other p- characters were better, you right. know, and it's like that's a reasonable feeling to have when you're playing this game. Mm-hmm. But when I I felt like my problem in DR and as a player was that I lacked basics. Like, I felt like I lacked basics in terms of poking and defense and with punishing and uh, throw breaking. So when 6 came out uh, and, you know, everyone was excited for 6 and they saw the new characters, you know, Bob, Leo, Miguel, Zafina. Mm-hmm. I had this feeling that I wanted to pick an entirely, I wanted to pick one of these four characters. I wanted to pick an entirely new character and start over. Like, just completely start over and try to relearn how to play the game. Because Horong, I felt there was a lot of gimmicky stuff. And basically, if the opponent I was playing knew the gimmicky stuff, I kind of, I just couldn't win. In DR, anyway. Okay. So it's like, you know, if you're like a Yoshi player and the other guy knows how to beat Yoshi, you're more or less fucked. You know, it's yeah, that sort of feeling that you get when you're playing them. And Leo, she seemed like when I was watching the Japanese bids coming out from the location tests for 6.0, mm-hmm. I was like, this character seems really good. She seems basic. You know, she has a strong whiff punishing, strong block punishing, going by like the reports of what her, you know, frames were and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, I'm going to pick up Leo. I'm going to learn her. You know, I don't care if she's bad or good. I'm just going to try to re sort of reteach myself how to play the game and that's how I, that's why I switched I didn't switch because I thought she was better than Horong I just I wanted a new character that I didn't have any knowledge of how to play and just try to like go from there in a new Tekken game yeah that's actually a very logical um, uh, reason to switch it's really interesting um, so that's kind of like I guess Tekken 6 after you started in 5.0 and then Tekken 6 would kind of be like 50% of your uh, Tekken career, right? Yeah. So yeah, like halfway through, you just decided to pick up a new main to kind of relearn everything. I, I like that. I could dig it. Um, but does that does, does that mean you're going to try and do that again for Tag 2? Um, I think I'm at the point where I have, I'm fundamentally, I feel like... Uh, what I wanted to do was a success. Like, I feel like fundamentally I'm way stronger as a player than I was in DR. Mm-hmm. So I feel like with Tag 2, I don't have to do that again. Okay. I feel like I have a good understanding. Unless the game is going to be completely off the walls, fucking different, you know. And then I have to relearn how to play Tekken from the ground up because the game is different. But um, originally when I played Leo, to go back before, uh, I didn't intend to make her my new main. I meant to, I meant to play Horong and Leo sort of equally side by side, but I was just sort of entirely uh, turned off by the the way they made Horong in six. Sort of like how you've mentioned in the past how you felt about Yoshi in BR, mm-hmm. how different the character felt, and how I, f- I sort of felt like more or less that Horong is horseshit in BR. Okay. So I sort of un. I sort of, against my will, I just sort of made Leo my main because she ended up being the stronger character for me. So, so but for Tag 2, I'm going to uh, try out. I'm going to try to, like, as early as I can, try out as many characters because the fun of Tag 2 is going to be, like, even if one of your characters is really shitty, you can put them with another good character and still have a good team or even right. another shitty character and have good synergy. Right, so that's yeah. going to be the fun part of Tag 2, just figuring out what teams work together really yeah. well. Absolutely. 
Um, so do you have anyone in mind, or you're just gonna move around a lot? Uh, I'm probably in the first couple of months. Like, yeah, at least in the, if we get in the arcade in the first couple of months, I'm gonna like just play random characters and see how they work. Yeah. Uh, like I'm gonna try. I, I really like. Uh, from what I'm seeing, I really like Jun. I really like the way she's playing. Okay. Uh, the new Yoshi seems really fun. Yeah. I don't know if he's good, but he just seems really fun and, you know, off the walls. Um, let's see. I don't, know if I'll, I don't know if I have the dedication, but I might pick up Mishimas for a while. Mish, the Mishimas seem really strong in Tag 2. Like, they don't seem, uh, they seem strong. They don't seem uh, as retarded they were in Tag 1, but they seem, like, somewhere a little lower than they were in DR, which was still really strong. Yeah, I, uh, I think I can agree with that, yeah. Go on. Uh, Ogre seems fun, even though, uh, he seems a little weak compared to how he was in Tag 1, but in Tag 1 he was fucking retarded, so I guess, you know, people can't complain too much. That you he, know, uh, I haven't even, I haven't even seen, like, one completed juggle with Ogre yet. Yeah, it's like, it, it's, I haven't even, I've seen, I've seen juggles, I haven't seen bound. Yeah, juggles. like a real one, like a grown-up yeah. juggle. I haven't seen one. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know what the deal is with that character, but nobody is, I mean, nobody's using him correctly yet, that's for sure. But, yeah, I mean, uh, you mentioned that uh, the first few months you're going to play all these characters if you get it in the arcade. And that's one of the things I wanted to ask you. Um, are you guys, what is the arcade near you, and are you guys going to get a Tag 2 machine? Uh, well, our, our old arcade, Chinatown Fair, closed a couple of months ago. So, um, what the, one of the arcade, uh, you know, maintenance guys, Henry Sen, mm -hmm. who's also, uh, uh, really a good player in the Street Fighter community. Right. So, you know, Henry, he got top eight at, uh, Evo last year for mm -hmm. SF4. Um, he's open, he's actually opening up his own place in Brooklyn, New York called The Next Level. Right, I've heard it, of that. And, and he's got like he's got a page on Facebook. It's not officially open yet, but I've been there uh, once already. Mm -hmm. And you know it's still really sparse, but it's like it's gonna be part arcade with you know actual cabinets and part like sort of uh, land century-ish. It's gonna have like sort of arcade cabinets, and then it's gonna have a bunch of monitors and with consoles and stuff, so people can actually bring in their own shit to play if they want to. That's really cool. So, like, the machines are going to be quarter-based, but sort of, I think the plan he has is that the the cabinets are going to cost quarters, but alongside that, being in the place is going to sort of have an hourly or daily rate. Okay. So it's going to be, like, maybe $2 an hour or something, but if you want to stay all day, it's going to be, like, 10 or something. Yeah, so that sounds cool. So it's, like, going to be, like, some sort of hybrid between a, like, a PC center or a LAN center and an actual old-school arcade. Very so, cool, and it's ran by an arcade uh, employee, at least, right? Yeah. So, and like the more than like, like I'm, I wouldn't, I'm banking on him getting some form of tag two when it comes out. Like when he, when we, when BR came out, when six came out, we sort of had a, uh, he just had the kit and he hooked it up to a monitor and he had his own cab, so it was still kind of laggy. Mm -hmm. So I'm hoping this time it's not laggy. Oh, was that a big uh, deal for you guys before? It well, obviously when the game was still an arcade, it wasn't a big deal for us because that's all we knew. Yeah. But for 6.0, when uh, Fab and I came out to SoCal for that little major you guys tried to run back in 
09 or 08? Yeah, it's Super Arcade. I wasn't even there. I came, like, at the end of the last day because I hated Tekken 6.0. So but, when we yeah. came and we played on, you got you guys had the official cab. Mm-hmm. We were like, oh, God, this game is so different. Like, you know, having no <laughs> lag, the game just felt so different to us. Mm-hmm. And then when we came back home, like, the two of us just bitched for, like, a week about how <laughs> laggy it was. What, how laggy so, it was here? No, how laggy it was back home. Oh, so you got a taste of, like, the real deal. Yeah, and then we bitched because we had some, like, second-hand Tekken 6. Yeah. And and obviously, and then when it came out on console, you know, uh, we still sort of tried to go to the arcade in the first couple of months when it was still on console. So then yeah. we'd go from home TV to arcade TV to, yeah. you know, someone else's home TV. So it was obviously we can feel the difference at that point. Yeah. So I'm hoping when Tag 2 comes out and if Henry gets it for the next level, uh, nothing like that happens again. Though, to be honest, like, if it is laggy again, we probably won't know it unless we come out to SoCal again and you guys <laughs> shook out and it's just going to be deja vu all over again. Yeah. But, you know, you, I'm not going to, uh, I'm not going to lift, I'm not going to look a gift horse in the mouth if we do get it, no yeah. matter what form we get it in. Yeah, that's a good attitude to have. I mean, you guys, I mean, we're pretty lucky out here, and I feel like just the whole country's going to end up with, like, six machines at best, you know? So yeah. if you guys do get any form of it, I mean, that's really cool. They've already announced the uh, kit and then the regular version and then the deluxe version, right? I forgot the prices, but they're fucking atrocious, of course. Mm-hmm. And So, I mean, at least they're going to sell the kit version immediately, as far as I can tell, because they've already announced the prices, so... Who knows? Hopefully, uh, hopefully you guys will get a cab, and they'll get a cab at you know wherever they get it in Texas. I don't know if Arcade UFO or whatever, but I want to see uh, a lot of cabinets out there uh, for this game, and I hope the Banna Pass. I don't even know how that shit's gonna work. Like, it, or is it gonna be international? Is it gonna work in the U.S.? Who knows? So we'll see about that. Um, I mean, they, well, they made the IC card work, so they might find some. Uh, way to make the the Banna Pass work in some way. So I hear they're expensive as fuck already. Like I think are they already selling them or not? Yeah, they're selling them in Korea during the location test. I forgot how much they cost. I've been hearing different stories, but I think um, someone said like fifteen bucks for one. Yeah. So but they but they have unlimited plays, right? And... I, that's the thing. Like they have to. Okay, this is exactly what I was talking about. They have to make their revenue somewhere. So either they're going to charge you an annual fee to use the Banna Pass, like you know, like they do for Tekken Net in Japan, or the card is going to have a set number of plays so that you repurchase a card. Because all your characters are going to go on one card. So where are they going to make their revenue if you're going to buy one card for 15 bucks and that's it? You know? So Yeah, I can, well, so then I can see Korea and Japan, if they have Tekken Net, having the annual fee. And then the international version having a set number of plays on it. I could see that happening. But the problem with that is that I highly, highly doubt that they are going to do an in-game um, customization, uh, you know, whatever, UI. I don't think that's going to happen again. So if they, uh, I mean, it, it, in my opinion, the only possibilities are that they're going to release the Banna Pass internationally and it's going to work everywhere. Or they are not going to have an international version of Tekken 6. And everyone will have to import it. I mean, not Tekken 6, Tekken Tag 2. And everyone will have to import it. So I don't know. Uh, th- that's just my prediction. 
So I don't know how it will work. I guess we got to wait and find out, but it would well, be retarded for them to do that. I, I suppose. Uh, I hope uh, with the sort of uh, visiting of the U.S. tournaments that Harada-san has done, yeah. that he sort of is thinking about us and the rest of the international community in some way. So yeah. I feel like I feel like he has some sort of solution planned. You know, we I'm pretty sure we love we enjoy uh, the international community enjoys the customization options. Yeah. Like I'm pretty sure there's some uh, confused little boy in the middle of America that wants to make Craig Marduk into some sissy pants girl with a skirt right. or something. Mm -hmm. So and he's gonna be really sad if he can't Definitely. in his drinky dink arcade. You know, well, I'll be surprised if he got Tekken Tag 2 in his Rinky Dink Arcade, right. but uh, I'm going to be hopeful, I'm going to have, I'm going to be optimistic, cautiously optimistic that it'll all work out in the end. Yeah, I, I mean, at this point, I wouldn't be too surprised. You're right. I mean, they've been to America a bunch of times. Uh, they seem to care. They seem to realize that there is, like, this market for fighting games here, so... Who knows, maybe Banner Pass will work internationally and it will just all work out and it'll be good times for everyone who gets a Tag 2 machine. Mm -hmm. Well, um, anyway, well, to wrap things up, um, as I'm sure you know, the time has come for you to call someone a bitch, my friend. Um, well, I, I have a group plan. Uh, I want, it's sort of a cop-out and a general bitch calling. Sure. And I want to call the majority of Tekken Zaibatsu a bitch. Ooh, this is good. I'm listening. Uh, well, mainly the U.S. players. Okay. But most of the U.S. players who don't travel the tournaments, I'm calling you all bitches. Because all of you are content. Most of you... Okay, there's, three, there's probably three types of you. There's one type of you that think that want to be online warriors and tout the fact that you're like some, like, you know, Fujin Lars on PSN or Xbox Live, and you don't need to travel to tournaments, and people should come to you because you're so awesome. You're a bitch. What? What? Okay. And you're so let, let me stop you right there. Do people like that really exist? I'm pretty sure people like that really exist because going through YouTube, you'll find random people throwing up their shitty ass online matches. And you know, and you know, you know, it's like every single match is them of is them winning. You know, because you know, going through their going through their YouTube vids, you would think they never lose. You know, because it's always a winning match and shit like that. Uh, and you know, this happens for SF4 too. People that post up their online vids, you know, they're bitches too. But this isn't an SF4 podcast, so fuck that game. <laughs> there you go. All right. So the the second type. The second type of people are a type of people that. Uh, are intermediate players, so they sort of semi know what they're talking about, but they tout their opinion as if they know everything about the game. Mm. So these are the type of people that say like, you know, Marduk is top tier because I keep getting tackled and I can't get out of it. These people are bitches because they can't spend the time to learn how to fight another character. And I feel I have the right to call them bitches because... I have spent the time to learn how to fight like the majority of the characters in this game simply by going into each character's discussion thread. Because you know how you find out 
how to beat a character, you go into their own character's discussion thread because the majority of the talk in that character's discussion <laughs> thread is how shitty <laughs> their character is because you can do blank to them. That's really funny. <laughs> That's so like so like all let's say like you go into a Lily discussion thread and everyone's bitching because like forward forward four is minus fourteen. And you know, okay, it's minus fourteen. Good shit. I get my punish. I didn't know that, you know, if I'm like Joe Schmo. Yeah. Or like, you know, Lily sucks because you can sidestep her down forward one, you know, certain direction. Right. Good shit. I didn't know that. I can now, you know, you know, stop losing a down forward one. Or I can now, you know, down back four is, you know, seeable. So I just have to train myself to see it. So people that just want to not put any work and then go online and type out these whiny posts about how they can't beat X character, so X character has to be good. These people are bitches. I can agree with that. So they, because they don't want to put in the time and work to learn how to beat these characters and become better players. So I said three categories, right? Right. So the third category is the one that's going to give me the most shit, I think. Or I'm just going to be written off as some scrub that doesn't know what he's talking about. My third category is all of the older players who don't play this game anymore but feel the need to rag on it so fucking hard. So these are the people that don't play the game anymore, but they want to say that BR is a random game, you know, it's not good, blank game was good, you know, and it's usually whatever whatever the last game they were good at was. <laughs> so, um, you know... You know, I have people, you know, I've sur I'm sure you've had, like, these arguments of other people, too. Like, I think you and Tom, I oh, mean, God. go through this all the time. <laughs> I, you know, especially yeah. the last podcast, the podcast you had with him. I have a fucking podcast like that every fucking Wednesday when I see that asshole. It's the same shit <laughs> every time. But it's like, I feel like these players, you know, for whatever reason, whether it's life or whatever... They can't play the game. You know, whether it's life that, you know, life is a legit excuse that you can't play the game anymore because, you know, you have these life priorities. But some people, I feel like they don't want to, these older players, they don't want to play the game anymore because they're afraid of losing. And they want, they want to pin the fact, they want to give themselves the excuse that they don't want to play this game anymore because it's bad. Well, you know what? I want to stop you right there because you said life is a legit excuse and you have to very carefully clarify there because I think what you're trying to say is life is a legit excuse to no longer compete in fighting games. Life is not a legit excuse for you to dislike a game. And I feel like all these fucking morons that like just like Tom Asshole Hillfigure that's always ragging on this game and saying it's random – it, he's just using his kid as an excuse for not being able to go anywhere and learn how to play the game to control the randomness. So I'm calling him a bitch on my own podcast because you got me all riled up. Tom well, is a bitch. Well, here's my uh, commentator side coming in because I'm not – I've never met Tom personally. Okay. So I can't call somebody a bitch that I haven't met personally in my well, life. Well, then I'm calling you a bitch. Well, it's just fair. Like, I can't, if I can't, until I meet the man and I look him in the eye, I can't call him a bitch. No, so it's if unacceptable. He, if I come, so if I come to L.A. and he's at Revelations, I'm going to shake his hand, look him in the eye, <laughs> and call him a bitch. Okay, fair enough. 
That's fair. I think that's a fair thing to do. Right. Because I, I think it's a bitch to call someone over the internet that you've never met a bitch. Yeah, but this doesn't so. count as the internet because I'm giving you authority. Like, if you're giving me authority, then I'm going to call Tom a bitch right yeah. now. Okay, well, call him a bitch now, and when you meet him, you could call him a bitch. But this is not like some random thread where you call someone a bitch. I'm giving you the authority to call people bitches. Well, you know, okay, fine. Tom, you're a bitch. And <laughs> I'm pretty sure you're probably a cool guy in general, but in terms of ragging on Tekken, you're a bitch. He's so, not a cool guy. All right, I'm, I'll take your word for it. <laughs> I'm just but, kidding, Tom, dude. Jesus, he's gonna get so upset with me. But yeah, that last category really upsets me because I feel like a lot of these players don't want to take the time to learn a new game just because it has a, you know, a handful of uh, important differences from the last game that they played, yeah, and definitely. they don't want to take the time to adjust. And even though I feel that a lot of these players, if they played, they'd still be really good. Yeah. So I feel like it's like disappointing because we need, I think. The U.S. community, at least, needs as many good players as we can get. And I feel like these players that just drop out and then bitch about the game are really just holding us down. And so, unfortunately, there are way, way too many of those types of players in every region. Mm-hmm. I mean, you just we just brought up Tom and talk shit to him, but uh, SoCal has tons. NorCal has tons. Texas has tons. New York, East Coast has tons. So... Uh, it is just a travesty, you know, and, and I completely agree with you. Um, I didn't even know the first category existed, like random online people that think they're good and shit, but I agree with you on the second two categories, and uh, yeah, for sure, 100%, I'm with you. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I mean, I guess we're going to wrap things up, man. I, I really appreciate you coming on the podcast, and uh, as I said earlier, I would uh, like to, in the future, uh, if the opportunity arises to do some commentary with you and uh, keep up the good work doing that go to New York and talking shit about the game because I like that. Wait, and, the, uh, the game itself, not the player, right? We're just no, gonna the clarify player. That. Now I'm talking about the player. Okay, okay. Yeah. We're planning another one, I think, uh, for sometime in mid-June. Excellent. Sometime between Revelations and the next, you know, the CEO, the CEO and Revelations and ECT, I think. We're trying to nail a date in between those two tournaments. So Very good, very good. And, uh, yeah, just let me know, and I'll post it up on the website for sure. All right. All right, man. Well, thank you again for coming on the podcast. I very much appreciate it, and hopefully we'll have you back on in the future, brother. All right. Thanks a lot for having me, bro. For sure, man. Take it easy. You too. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening. Keep your eyes on the website for, you know, all the usual shit. And um, I've, don't forget to follow... On Twitter, it's, uh, uh, hey, hey, man, are you still there? Yeah. Hey, how does Twitter work? It's like, uh, it's like, uh, twitter.com slash. Avoiding the puddle, whatever you want to say. Okay, okay, yeah, Twitter, okay, now, all right, see you later. Mm -hmm. All right, so, uh, twitter.com slash avoid the puddle, because character limit. All right, guys, see you guys next time.